Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning, Father. Happy Monday. Hey, what's up? Happy Monday. Welcome to the journey of the Synod. <laughs> yes, we are journeying together. We had a, a beautiful Sunday uh, filled with, I guess, for the people of God, newness, because we did something new. Not really something new, but something that we're not used to. Something different. It was something different. If you went to the 10.30 or 12.30 Mass, we started the Mass. I think the 5 o'clock, Father Omar did it at the 5 o'clock on Saturday also, that we started the Mass from the back or from the baptismal font and 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 blessed the people and renewed our baptismal vows. And that's the same thing the Archbishop did in the cathedral yesterday. And as as a church, both at the Archdiocesan level and worldwide, we are beginning a synod, a synod to help us to enter into communion better with one another, to participate better in the church, to walk together. But there's three words that I emphasized yesterday at Mass with the Holy Father emphasized last week when he opened the synod, which are encounter, Listen, discern. So there we go. That's that's our mantra for the synod. That's our mantra for the podcast this morning. All right. So we got we got the groundwork laid out for the next mm-hmm. uh, what is it two two years? Well, it's for, it's for two years. But at the parish level, we'll be doing it over the next three months, and for the archdiocese through June, and then then that's sent up the chain until it gets to Rome. And I was trying to explain it last night. At the 5.30 mass, and I go, it goes from here to here, from here to here. I go, everybody got that? You know, good. So, well, and, that, and that's why we're here, right? So we can, so we can flesh this out a little bit, long, uh, a little bit uh, better because right. let, let's start right there. What is a synod, Father? Because, yeah, we, we, there's, a, there's some uh, literature out there. You, know, we, we, you tried to mention it in the homily and, and teach a little bit, but what is, what is it exactly that we're doing as a church right now? I love the Archbishop... Uh, had a great phrase yesterday in his homily in the cathedral. He goes, see, synod is church speak for strategic planning. And if you're in the business world, you know, like, for example, we hear that, I hear that a lot. I, I sit on several boards, you know, in, in, in terms of our school and in other schools and other parts of the archdiocese, and I hear the term strategic planning. And even that is a little too, you know, wonky for me. But it's, you know, it's planning long-term. It's saying, okay, what can we do to plan for this to be able to do something better? Whether it be in an organization, whether, it, you know, you know like a, a business or like a right. school. But in terms of the church, a little bit more than that. Sidon means walking together. And so Sidon started during the, after the Second Vatican Council. In fact, this is the, the 16th General Synod that the popes have convened. And what the Holy Father wants us to do here, he wants us to, you know, the title of the synod is, for a synodal church, communion, participation, and mission. You know, people say that, you know, the, the moniker has been the synod on synodality, mm-hmm. meaning that, it's, but that's kind of, I mean, I, I, I don't like it because it's a little bit of navel-gazing and saying, okay, let, let's try to redo this a little bit better, which, which he does, the Holy Father does. And so what a synod is is, is, the church gathering together saying, where is it mainly, where is the Spirit mm-hmm. taking us? Where are, we, where are we supposed to be? Because 
where we are is not sometimes not where God wants us to be. Right. And so when we gather together, we enter into this process and, you know, Pope Francis said it, you know, in his homily uh, yesterday, this coming together, the sin, it, it, you know, and we, we call upon the Holy Spirit to prevent it from, be, prevent the sin from becoming a church convention, a study group or political gathering, a parliament, but rather a grace-filled event, a process of healing guided by the Spirit. So it's, yeah, there will be meetings. Yes, there will be meetings. Thank God for Zoom. Yep. See, I I don't I I hadn't like Zoom, but I, I've 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 learned to like Zoom in terms of like okay, these are meetings that you could click on, go to the meeting and click off, and then just keep on through your day instead of traveling somewhere and and commutes, you know, taking up you know your day. But because that's what meetings do is just take up time. So yes, it's meetings, but we have to look more than that. The Holy Father wants us to look further than meetings and saying this is time for discernment. It's time for prayer for adoration. And for discerning what the Spirit wants for His church, for sure. Yeah, and you know when we were doing the the bulletin insert just to to kind of explain what was going on. I love the history of the synod itself, which came out of Vatican II, where the 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 fathers of Vatican II were kind of looking around and going, "Wow, this is cool how this came together to to be able to work together." You know, doing. how do we continue doing that? You know, so that it's not just you know the Pope said so and, and end of story, which it's. In a sense, it still is because the Pope is the Pope, but he is but the working authority of the Church. That's it. But but <laughs> this this idea of working together and listening to each other and, and yeah and, and we may not always agree and and that's that's good, you know. And it's just in those disagreements, in that conversation, in that being together, you know, where is it that the Holy Spirit is inspiring us and leading us and guiding us? Yeah, and so so the so the Holy Father wants us to start off not like what you just said, that he's the one that decrees it and something happens. No. I, I The way that I explained it to the young people last night is it, we're starting from the ground up. Yep. We're starting at the ground floor, in the trenches, at the parish level, where in the, in the next couple, in the next several weeks, you'll hear more from me in the bulletin and from the pulpit in terms of announcing how we as a parish are going to contribute to this sin. And that's going to be called Parish Consultative Sessions. Again, very wonky yeah. talk. <laughs> so during those sessions, during those meetings, as you will, you know, we'll have an, a chance to do those three things, encounter, listen, and discern. So he wants us to start at the parish level because he wants to listen. He wants his bishops to listen. He wants his priests to listen. And so, so we don't look at this as just the hierarchical church gathering together to discern or to fix a problem or to, you know, but he wants the entire church, which is all of us, the body of Christ, to participate in this synod, to participate in this gathering. For sure. Yeah, and and the genius of the readings yesterday, and let's just dive right into that, is the gospel gives us the the very well-known story of Emmaus. And these are special readings, by the way, that were chosen... By the Archbishop, you know. So, and, and we'll get into the into kind of the, the finer details of that. But but again, Emmaus, that that story stands out so beautifully because it's literally the Lord meeting us where we're at, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and not not reprimanding us or rebuking us, but saying, okay, what did you understand? Okay, this is where you're at. Let, now let's let's continue physically walking together, but let me spiritually walk you through salvation history, yeah, you know, to to 
kind of open your eyes, open your heart, open your mind to everything that you just experienced and witnessed and, and to start making sense of it and and how it was all part of this master plan. Yeah. And so the Holy Father, like I said, those three words at the beginning of the, uh, of, of the episode, I said there were three words the Holy Father told us last week in his homily, which were encounter, listen, and discern. So as you said, the Lord encounters where we're at. Mm-hmm. Where we're at. For the disciples of Emmaus, where were they? Where were they? They were on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus, and they were downcast because of what had happened on Good Friday. They'd given up. They'd given up. Basically. So they walked out. I said, okay, the party's over. Time to go home. This guy wasn't it. They were like hoping he was the Messiah. And so here's the thing. They encounter Jesus. Jesus encounters them. Mm -hmm. In that encounter, okay, Jesus is interested in what they have to say. The Holy Father says, nothing leaves Jesus indifferent. Everything is of concern to him. And it applies to us. Encountering faces, meeting eyes, sharing with individuals history. You can't do that over Zoom. That is the closeness that Jesus embodies. He knows that someone's life can be changed by a single encounter. Now, I... You know, said that yesterday, then I added this, is that he knows that someone's life can be changed by a single encounter, for good or for bad. Because I know that as a priest, I can have a positive impact on a person and can change that person's life in the confessional. On the flip side, I know that because someone is so vulnerable in the confessional, Mm -hmm. I could do irreparable damage to that person because I can't, you know, I, I can't count the number of times that somebody comes up to me outside of the confession. I don't go to confession because a priest screamed at me. You know, I'm always, you know, since I've been a priest, 19 years, I've always been very conscious of that. Right. That, you know, that thing, you know, being able to be the living Christ to others. Now, how does it relate to the rest of us? We need to understand that we have to be a living gospel that we have to be a living Christ to the other because in us... Oh, and not just have to, if I... That we, we are. We, no, we are. We are. Yeah. And so in us, people need to see Jesus. They need to read the gospel in us, in our actions, in our way of you know, speaking, our way mm-hmm. of, of, of thinking. People need to see in us something different so that when they encounter us, they can be changed. For the better, because that is what is so key. And the Holy Father has said this many times over his pontificate. The church must be a place of encounter. It it can't be, it's like, okay, we'll be here in the church and Mm -hmm. you come to us and all that. No, it's us going out to, to the peripheries and bringing the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ to others. So this is why... That, that part of an encounter can change somebody's life. Jesus knows this, and that's why he encountered the disciples on the way to Emmaus. Yep. And, and again, the, the beauty of the story is they're walking away. They are downcast. They've given up, I, I like to say. You know, all their hope is gone. You know, so, so, and we experience this in, in very, very uh, real terms this weekend, uh, watching our two football teams. 
you know, the 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 light just kind of it's gone. Bring it's it out. Now. I <laughs> am. I am. I have to. You know, because because it's the most tangible sense of that of that. You know, just it's over. You know, right. And and they're walking away, and Jesus walks with them. They're they're literally walking in the wrong direction, and he's walking, and he continues on with them all the way yeah. to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's listening this entire time. He's saying, you know, share with me. What are your disappointments? What are what, you know? What is it that you understood? What is it that that just happened? And he's listening to them, right? And he's not, and he's not berating them again. He's not, no. he's not beating them over the heads. And that's the second word, listening. No. The Holy Father says, "True encounter arises only yep. from listening," because he does listen. He said, "What happened? Why are you so dan- mm-hmm. downcast?" You know, he wants to know yep. what is on our minds, yep. what is in our hearts, and the church does too. So, during this process, the church is going to be asking you, "What it, what is on your mind? What is in your hearts?" And we want to listen. To what you have to say, what are your hopes and dreams of the church? What are your frustrations with the church? What can we be doing better as a church? How can we reach out to people better? How can we be the living gospel to people? And this is this is the the beauty and the challenge of this synod. Is when we have those listening sessions, you know, a, a lot of people who come are may say, you know, may may get up and and say what we want to. What and they think we and they're want. They're not gripe to. sessions, and then that's something that's, 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 that's and that's, very that's key. the challenge of it. Yeah, you know, so it's it's that happy medium between you know this is this is my joy, this is my concern, and finding you know where is it you know what's the next step, you know what is it what is it that as a community we're we're feeling we're sensing that where are we walking together you know this is this is what we understand this is what we've experienced this is what we've been through, and now kind of being able to listen not just to ourselves speak but to everyone else you know, and, and find that find that sense of community and that's why you know it is important to listen it's important to hear what the other person has to say but with love mm-hmm. the holy father says whenever we listen with the heart mm-hmm. people feel that they are being heard not judged they feel free to recount their own experience and their spiritual journey and see Jesus does that with the disciples of Emmaus, and they felt heard. Because then that leads them to the moment of epiphany when they realize it's the Lord in Emmaus. So this listening is so important because we, you know, we talked about it a month and a half ago. We talked about the deaf, mm-hmm. the, you know, the deaf mute. Listening is so important in every aspect of our lives. First of all, listening to the Lord, what he has to say for us. And now listening to each other in a culture where we're screaming over each other. And it needs to be an authentic listening. The Holy Father does ask, are we good at listening? And I said, no. No, we're not. You know, we're not, as as individuals, as a society, we're not good at, if we were truly good at authentic listening, we would, first of all, we would follow, you know, the gospel and, and be right. excelling in that. But he says, participating in the sin and means placing ourselves in the same path as the word made, as the same path as the word made flesh, just like the disciples of Emmaus. Okay, it means discovering with amazement that the Holy Spirit always surprises us. When you listen to a person, truly listen, you'll be amazed at what you will get out of that conversation. You'll be surprised by the Holy Spirit. And since we're doing this in this you know, process that is spiritual, in a process where we bring prayer and adoration at its core, it's something that we need to pray for. It's something that we need to say, Holy Spirit, help us to and guide us to where you want us to be, when we're truly doing that and encountering and listening to each other, then 
That's where the surprises of the Holy Spirit, you know, come in. So the quote that the Holy Father has, I think our church will use that quote yesterday in his homily, and so did I. The Holy Father says, let us not soundproof our hearts, let us not remain barricaded in our certainties. So often our certainties can make us closed, and that's why we need to listen to each other. You know, this is what the Archbishop says. Jesus listened to the disciples of Emmaus, and they to him. This is more than listening with ears. It is listening with the heart. And in these times of political and ideological polarizations, how important our listening to one another is. We must not barricade ourselves in our certainties or soundproof our hearts so as to not hear the voice of the other or the voice in the voice of the Holy Spirit. So there you have it. You know, your two chief shepherds, the Archbishop mm-hmm. and and the Holy Father, saying the exact same thing that you know, so many times we're like, you know, I am, this is what I believe, this is what I am, certain certainties, that's what the Holy Father says, and we barricade ourselves with those certainties. And we only bring in people that share our views and share our certainties, quote unquote. And we close ourselves off to each other. Now, it doesn't mean that those certainties that many times are the commandments, are right. the moral priests of the church. Absolutely, we don't cave on that. But... We have to allow others who may disagree with us, others who need to hear the gospel, to listen to them, even if they are incorrect in the way that they apply the word of God or in the way that they think about or their morality. So many times people are turned off by us because of our, you know, let's say our our pompous attitude towards, no, this is what we believe and everybody else is wrong. Right. No, we need to encounter, because that Jesus did this throughout his ministry, encountering people who were wrong. Now, we just spent a week listening to St. Luke saying, woe to you Pharisees. (laughs) But the reason he's saying, woe to you Pharisees, is because these guys were the ones that were in charge of bringing the people closer to God, and what they were doing was setting them further away from God. But that's again, that's why I love this story of Emmaus, because Jesus walks with them in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. They've abandoned the disciples. They're walking away from Jerusalem. They're going towards Emmaus. You know, kind of going back to their old ways, like all this was for nothing. He doesn't just stop them and say, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. So let's turn around and 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 go back. He he literally journeys with them, kind of like taking three steps backwards so that they can then turn around and take five steps in the right direction. And that's an experience because, like you said, he doesn't stop and say, hey, look, it's me. I've risen. Right. Turn around. Right. He needs them to go through this whole experience. And it's gradual. You know, mm-hmm. and and it says that you know he starts with the prophets and going all through salvation yeah. history, yeah, so and he, and it wasn't until and and you'd think, my God, you know, he's gone through all of salvation history, and it's not until he actually breaks the bread that they're like, oh, hey, it's you, <laughs> yeah, and that's where the walking together yep. comes about. Yep. That we may be walking in the wrong direction, but there comes a point where we say, wait, we got to turn around. This ain't it. Yep, we have to go back to Jerusalem. We have to go back. And proclaim, excuse me, proclaim this good news mm-hmm. that Jesus is risen. So, encounter, listen, and then the third one is discern. Because whenever we whenever we enter into dialogue, we allow ourselves to be challenged to advance on a journey, and in the end, we are no longer the same. We are changed, just like the disciples of Emmaus. So, when we discern, we are able to see what the Holy Spirit has in store for us. See, the disciples were able to discern because 
they listened to Jesus, he listened to them, they encountered the living Christ, and then they truly encountered him in the breaking of bread. And the way that they discerned that it was Jesus and that they had to go back was because they had encountered and truly listened to him. They had had this life-changing experience. So, all and, of and this... it's not an intellectual thing. No, right? they, they say you know our it's like our hearts were were on fire, you know. So so it's not just it makes sense you know, mentally and, and and intellectually. And and I study it in a book. No, it's it's literally life changing. You know, where you feel it in your gut, you feel it in in your being, you feel it in the depth of your heart. That wow, this is this is something real and true, and and I can't just keep it to myself. You know, you you have that sense of. Oh, I have to go and I have to share this. I have to talk to somebody about it. You know, you don't get that sense just like reading a textbook. No. You know, where, where it just processes in your head. You know, when, when you encounter something real and true and beautiful, you want to share that. You, you want to go find the next person and say, God, look, look at this amazing thing that, that I've encountered that I've, that I've, that has changed my life. And, mm-hmm. and I want it to change your life too. Truly. And this is what brings us hope yep. for the synod is that, we will discover new things. Oh, yeah. We will be surprised by the Holy Spirit. And and you and I have had conversations over the last month. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to do this again. And it's like, uh, it, because we hear meetings and we hear things. But when, when you truly open yourself up to the Holy Spirit and say, wow, you know, we say, what an opportunity that the Spirit has given us to be able to, you know, see what it is, see where it is that he wants us mm-hmm. to be. Because we think we know. Like, we had all these plans for the fall, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And now, you know, comes this curveball from Rome, and then in turn from the archdiocese, and now from your pastor, that, no, we need to be doing this. We need to be engaged in this process that we will further explain in the weeks to come of how we can participate participate in this process Mm -hmm. here at the parish level. Because this is important, because this is about our salvation. And this is about getting out the news of salvation to the world by listening to each other. And that and that's why I think that word is so key in this process of walking together and participating more actively in the church is that we cannot do this until we listen mm-hmm. more carefully to the promptings of the Spirit, and Mary is our guide in that, and listening more carefully to each other because that's something that we are not doing very well lately. Yep. And what a great reassurance that we have the church wanting to listen to us. You know, so many times, and we hear it here in, in the office more often than we'd like, <laughs> you know, people griping, oh, the church this and the church that, and, and why doesn't the church this and why doesn't the church that? And now, you know, at, at the prompting of the of the Holy Father, we've got basically two years of the church saying, okay, uh, the doors are open, you know, come and, and share with us. Share with us your joy, share with us your grief, share with us your worries and your concerns. And and everyone has the opportunity to come and, and, and speak and share and, and, you know, and tell us what's on their heart, tell us what's on their mind, tell us you know, what they want to be heard. You know, every single person has the opportunity to be heard. And it's a slippery slope, but that's the beauty of the, of the, the Spirit guiding this. It is, and... You know, we need to engage ourselves truly in this and ask the Holy Spirit to come so we can gather together Mm -hmm. to partake of what the Spirit has in store for us, what the Spirit has to 
you know, to tell us during this process. And I'm reminded of a story that's historical. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. And this is for all the West Wind buffs. There we there. go. Here we go. Andrew Jackson. You've heard, you've seen both episodes. I have, right? yep. Would put a big block of cheese in the foyer of the White House. And once a year, he would open it up and he would allow people to make a line and say, What are your gripes about the country? And, he, and so uh, it was interesting because they were, people would come in and the big block of cheese was there for people to eat, yep. you know, because the line was long. And it was Washington in the, 18, you know, in the early, early 19th century. And sometimes Washington in the early, you know, gets a little hot. So people get hungry. So it is kind of like a big block of cheese mm-hmm. moment for the church as well. That, in, like I said, it's not so much gripes. Right. Gripes was the wrong word. It's basically saying, what are your concerns? For sure. What are your dreams? Yep. Now, people, when they were going, and, and that's why the Holy Father is not a political or gathering or parliamentary gathering. It's, it's a grace-filled mm-hmm. event, a process of healing guided by the Spirit. So we need to say, okay, how can we participate in this grace-filled event? How can I lend my heart and what I have in my heart to this grace-filled event? Not to say, this is the axe to the grind that I've always had right. with the church, and this is my opportunity to get it in. Yep. No. It's okay. You know, maybe it is something legitimate, but how can I participate in this in a way that differentiates itself from, you know, town hall meetings, political gatherings, listings? He said, no. This is a prayer, a time for prayer, a time for adoration, a time to be entering into a grace-filled event prompted by the Holy Spirit. It is a healing process that we need to go through and say, let's take out the stuff that isn't working, the mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't belong here, and allow the Spirit to inject us with the things that we need to be doing right. that do belong here to be a better church. For sure. And and in that sense of being a better church, it's to share the gospel. And and again, we, we finish here with, the story of Emmaus, yeah, and the Archbishop had a beautiful line that you know the, and you'll I don't know if you have it there on the, mm-hmm, I do, in the text. You know, he says the 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 disciples found themselves on a journey again, but it wasn't to Emmaus; it was back to Jerusalem, you know, back to announce this encounter they had, back to announce this good news, back to announce that they had encountered the risen Christ. Yeah, you know, so so the end goal of this synod is to make the church a better evangelizing place. You know, like you said, cut out what's not working and, and discover new ways that the Spirit is calling us, you know, not not for ourselves, but for for the entire church, you know, to be better at sharing the good news, to be better at announcing Jesus Christ, to be better at sharing this, this incredible encounter that we have had with the risen Christ who still journeys with us every single day. And and this is this is a quote that you that you wanted to to hear. Along the road to Emmaus, through their encounter, through their listening, the disciples came to discern what the, that the stranger who had accompanied them along the path was the Lord himself, whom they recognized in the breaking of the bread. After that, of course, the disciples of Emmaus continued their walking together, but they went off in a new direction, not to Emmaus, but back to Jerusalem, where they announced to the brothers and sisters gathered there that they had seen the risen Lord. And so, friends... Now we walk together. Now we um, are called to go out and walk with others, encounter others, listen to others who may be different from us, 
who may think differently from us, learn from them, and hopefully allow the Spirit to act in us in a way that helps us be more effective evangelizers, more effective missionary disciples, so we can be that living gospel that we were baptized to be. running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? All right. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. I'm going to just throw this on the table and... <laughs> And let you guys at it. What was the word you said? What should have been our sports No, I, I, I was going to ask you this beforehand, but I said, let me leave it so we get a, an unfiltered. Here's, here's the question. If you, had to, if you had to use one word to summarize Miami football right now, uh, that's, that was my word. Can we, say <laughs> can we say Satan has to do something with this? Oh, can wow. Satan affect in our football So here we go, guys. Here we go. We got Ashley. We got Father. We got a wonderful weekend of football, right? Football, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I, I, all I know is I, I didn't, I couldn't see the game live. I saw the first drive live. Lucky and, you. And the, no, 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 but I, I did see the game. <laughs> that was about it, right? No, no, that I saw first the first drive. drive. No, it wasn't about, it wasn't it. We'll get into the good stuff because I'm a priest. I have to look on the bright side. The Monty Python song, always look on the bright side of life. All right. God, was, they came, was, they was, came was, out. They came out. They came out strong. And so, actually, here's what happened. I watched the first drive. I said, I put the game on pause. And I put my phone on, you know, nobody talked to me, yeah. nobody. Then I went to celebrate Mass, okay? I'm pumped. I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> Tua looked great on that first drive. Oh, he was yeah. so active. During the, pretty much the entire game, we'll get into the two things he did wrong later. And no one, I was, to my amazement, no one said a word to me about the game. Because everybody was there. It was at Mass and was, Of course. Okay? God time. It is. 9.30 a.m., breakfast with the Dolphins. I go, this could be a great thing or it could be a very bad thing. It ended up being a very bad thing. I go back. Press play. The good thing was that you could fast forward, fast forward, fast forward yeah. between commercials, fast forward between plays. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I fast forwarded through when Jacksonville had the ball. I don't, I did see every snap yep. in real, you know, like in real time of Tua and the progressions and what they were doing and the shifts and stuff like yeah. that. So I was doing that. Should have seen the defense because the defense was. Uh... So Father Manny, I I have to show you something. I brought something today. Oh, what did you bring? She so, brought notes. I did. So oh, she know, took notes. I was home. This I was home yesterday. You know, I didn't go out. We were gonna watch the game at Denny's. No, you know, we had dolphin pajamas. Did the breakfast thing, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna write notes as the game progresses. Oh. So let me share some of these notes with you. It's like the I gotta get her press credentials. Right. right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Loved throwing in Brissett when needed. They put him in that play. Yeah, thought it was yeah, going to be a run drive, play, yeah. right? Beautiful pass. Waddle and Gasicki were pumped. Waddle was shaking his hand. Gasicki was jumping around like a cowboy. I said, this is going to be great. <laughs> yes, right? they did great. And then the Jags go into this game with a terrible record. They had no back-to-back -back drives all season, no field yeah. goes made, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, so I'm continuing with my notes. Right, Quan Davis looked great. You knew that was going to come back to bite when they put that up. <laughs> 
You know, no field goals made all year. Yeah. <laughs> right, so this is still the first half, and I'm thinking Malcolm Brown. I love Malcolm Brown. He eh. needs more touches, but he's also, you know, we'll get he, to that. He's, he's also like an extra lineman, too. The, the handwriting is still like cheery here. Right, so I'm still good. We, and haven't, then, we haven't flipped to the backside. It, it just becomes. Right, right? so then <laughs> I'm like, and then I found out Tua never left the country, so I said, no, yeah, I was, passport, oh, wow. right? No, yeah, I, I did catch that. Yeah, I did catch that. How, I mean, thing is, he lives in Hawaii, so going to Hawaii, I know it's, it's like vacation every day. No, but it's but it's it's uh it's like going to Europe. Yeah, you know, at least from here. But right. going, you know, so he, you know, for him, it's like you know, going going home. So my last good handwriting note: Lawrence okay, had more interceptions than touchdown passes. Right, so right. that's the first half. So I'm thinking, yep. all right, we're gonna talk good stuff. First half. First like, half was waddle, great. The first half was great. Yeah. Then second second half comes. What happened? Now here's the thing: because I fast forward, I I did the lightning speed to fast forward, and I I thought I had come to the beginning and yeah. literally it stopped when the Jags scored a touchdown but when I saw that I go I don't want to see this what happened in the first drive was there a long pass in a, I think there was a long pass interference long pass but, that's but that was, was the first one and yeah. then from there like here's the thing about their offense we'll make great plays but we don't finish on those great plays no no yeah that that that's with our offense it, it, that's something that it plagued us in New England. Yeah. Because I, I I'm looking at the season only when two is on the field. Of course. Okay so because two was not on the field for the Buffalo game. That, you can't hang that loss no. on him because he had three plays, and then the fourth play of the game, Done. he was out. No mas. So what else did you write? So then we're in the first half acting like, after the first half, we go into the second half acting like we're up by up by 20. Not, but we're really, not. we're only up by three at that time. No. Or, yeah, we're, we're, up, by, we're up by three. I think by it was 13, three, yeah. 10, yeah. And then the Jackson offense showed up in the second half. Ugh. They just showed up. But Trevor it, Lawrence isn't that great. I don't think he's. I mean, he, he might get there, but he wasn't. Not he yet. was no Aaron Rodgers in that game. No. He was his the offensive line held for him. Who owns the, city, the, the Chicago Bears franchise, apparently. You know, but yeah. So, but I saw that more as a you know, a defect in our defense because here's yeah. here's here's the problem with that. Our defense was amazing last year. Yeah, absolutely. First and third down proficiency. Yes. First in so many categories. First in ter- in takeaways, and. There was there was a gif that I saw yesterday that showed the you know showed us in a game against the Chargers last year at home yeah. and our defense shifting and confusing the heck out of rookie Justin Herbert. Yes. Who had a bad day yesterday? And I was like, hey, thank you, because it, the, right after that game came the Justin Herbert game. I'm like, oh, now this is really torture. No, so they're showing the defense shifting around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I haven't seen that all year. Yeah, it's been straight up. Everybody lined up, and then every now and then we'll throw in a blitz. But you don't have the Bill Belichickian, you know, yeah. shifting of sometimes you know five people or seven people are standing at the line, and there's no linebacker, and they finally shift back into where their positions are to make the quarterback guess. There is no mystery to this defense, and where did that go? Because it's the same yeah. people. Yeah, it's the same well, people. Well, we didn't have Xavier Howard, but really, the, yes, that's and whatever. We didn't, no, our, our, yeah. and. Can we just Park call Igby a bust? This is for you, CJ. I mean, he he took his first snap yesterday, and they were picking on him. I know. I that, that was all over first Twitter round, too. First know. round pick out of Alabama. And you think, okay, you know, what's going That's on? That's why we have to fire Greer. Greer is done. It's not Coach Flo Whoa. making these play. It's Greer. Whoa, Greer. she wants that. I no, do. I mean, I haven't Greer's checked done. Twitter, but... No, Greer needs needs to answer this because he is. We're calling for some heads today. No, no, no. We are. Someone, it's not. It's not someone. Listen, and I hate doing this because I, I, I don't know. Greer was present when I was there, 
And pretty much everybody from when I was there, yeah. you know, I left in 2015, is gone. Okay. Greer was, you know, in the scouting. I believe he was in the scouting department. He's been around for a while. And he was, and the thing is that there wasn't a total, let's start from scratch, when flow came on, which is what yeah. was needed. Okay. And what is needed is, what was needed back then was a total start from scratch. Now, yes, he did a good job in accumulating those draft picks and turning turning Laramie Tunso, who, by the way, is out four to five games this year, so he can't yeah. stay healthy. So we that's that's going well, <sighs> you know. But again, it's drafting guys. Thank Deion you, Jordan, to, Minka Fitz. I mean, how many? No one yeah. throw Devonte Parker throw in there already, them all please. In there. Because Devonte Parker, every time he's up, yeah, he, Unk is great, but Unk can't stay on the field. No. Okay, and yesterday we had Preston Williams. He woke up wrong. I'm like, woke up. I mean, I know we went across the pond, yeah. but they left on they left on Thursday morning. Well, here's another thing with that father Manny. I watched the post game, and you know, oh, you're a glutton for punishment. You know, I I, I, I stay here. Here's the thing. I stayed. Let's just yeah. let's just finish the let's just finish the game, okay? Because we were we were winning when we when we scored so we when to, we scored we when we scored the winning the scored the go ahead touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville didn't score that fluke of a field goal. That the announcer said it's no good. Wait, it hooked in. Announcers yeah. usually wait to the end, you know. And Kevin Arlen, God bless him, he's great. Then it like Beckham, literally the it, turnover it was, was like, crazy. It looked like a free kick that it Tottenham would, wild. you know, the Spurs would would kick. It, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then you mentioned Malcolm Brown early, and I have to take you to task on that. Tell Before, me. The first, it's not his fault. It it really isn't. Fourth and one, and yeah. I didn't, obviously I applaud them going for it because we were tied at the time. Yeah. And you want to finish this game. You want Tua to put you yeah, at least in field goal range with two seconds left, walk it off, yep. and let's go home on a field goal, which Jacksonville ended up doing. But They haven't won a game since September 2020. Yeah, but here's the, the call. You remember the, the Virginia game, Jorge, where Matt Barry, the, the announcer, had a problem with Tyler Van Dyke you know, lining up five yards in a pistol formation for a fourth and one. Yep. So why are you lining up mm-hmm. five yards behind the ball mm-hmm. when you need is a what all you need is a foot. A foot. Yep. Yeah. And that's where you could have brought in Jacoby mm-hmm. to yeah. get that yard on he a sneak. Have... That's where you could have done so many rolled out to a hit Kasiki who was which Somebody. was happening so he's many hungry. times. Kid's hungry. He's not gonna come back next year. You think he's gonna want to play for us next year? Kasiki? Kid is underrated. Kid's uh-huh. underrated. Yeah, I know that's uh, somebody that's, from Pittsburgh's gonna want him. Somebody like that's okay. gonna want him. And this is where now you saw the post game. So that that ended up being a it disaster. Was just terrible. They and, and the thing is, it was <sighs> Jacksonville kept going backwards. Yeah. yeah. And we let him off the you know, yeah. Green, we let him off the hook. We did. That was third and forever. Third so and twenty. Are we the worst team now in the league? This no, we're, no, we're, the Jets are worse. The Jackson, right. Jaguars. Yes, they beat us yesterday. But here's my problem. Tell we me. have the talent. We do. We do. We on have paper. the talent. You look at our names on paper. So See what? So if you have the talent, the, and that goes to did, both did football the, teams. Did the clock stop a little fast there? No, the no because on that fourth. Down well, here's pass. what here's what happens. Urban Meyer explained Ugh. this after the game and losing Urban Meyer. Even it's worse. the worst. So here's what happens on that, and he's right. And this is within the rule book. There's two things that happen there. The the Jags lined up. And they looked like they were going to throw a Hail Mary because yes. everybody was hit, split wide. We call timeout. Why are we calling timeout? We know they're going to throw a Hail Mary. Just get everybody back there. Mock the ball Hands down. Hands up everything. So Urban Meyer post game. I don't know if you saw this. I saw it. When they asked him, you know, was it when you when the Dolphins called it, when you, you know, did you guys change a play to that one second play 
goes, yeah, no, when the dolphin caught him out, we said, you know, they had time to think. They had time to think and and be able to go. And I'm like, great call. talk about being out coached. Mm -hmm. So what he said was, and this is where the rule, yes, I agree with you, George, in saying that he wasn't touched and maybe the clock should have expired. But Urban Meyer had told the official, we're going to run this play. And as soon as he hit the, I'm going to call time because you could say, you don't have to be touched. You could say, I'm giving myself up. Yeah. And that, and really there was a kind of like two seconds left. Because that was such a quick play. And Flo did say in the post game, we should have played tighter. And Flo, I don't think I've ever seen him look so dejected after a loss. Yeah. And that came out in the post game. Yeah. And for me, I was staring at my TV set for like a good 10 minutes. All of us were numb. Just like. So it was like, what just happened? We're just not. Kind of like, kind of like Groundhog Day for what happened Saturday. Hello, it's Groundhog Day <laughs> again. Yeah, well, here, Coach Flo. Every week, I keep hearing the same things out of his mouth. I got to be like better. Coach. Hey, past. sounds like right? Manny Diaz. He, he was like, I got to do better. I got to be a better coach. I got to be a better coach. Like, Coach Flo, you don't understand. Like, there's only so much you can do. Like, yeah, you are leading the team, but the post game. So I was, what I was saying yeah, is post-game. that. You know, they, they had two up, they had a few other guys. It seemed like they were more interested in telling us their experience in London. Oh, they went to the Big Ben, they went shopping, as opposed to the game. Which and, we do. I've been, I've done that trip uh, with them. And they, I mean, we have to do something while we're over there. But still, it's like, all I kept hearing was like, oh, we did this and, and this and that. And it's like... Which, and that had nothing And that had nothing to do with whether they won or lost. No. They lost because of coaching. I mean, can we just... Say that I this agree. dual offensive coordinator, you know, stuff is yeah. is awful. I mean, I I am because I was inside, and I know this affects families. I'm always loath to to call for firings, but at least a restructure. I mean, I think they've 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 they said during the broadcast that he streamlined the play calling or streamlined how, and now they know who is caught because they were very cryptic about yeah. who's calling. Like, what do the other people care who's calling plays? It's like coming in from the upstairs, it goes into Tua's helmet. There, it's not like. Stealing yeah. signs or anything like that. So, but this rebuilding, we can't keep using. Okay, are we tanking we, at this? This is my two thoughts. Are we? Tanking? No, we're, we're we're worse than tanking here right now. So we're not like, tanking. We're just doing this with emotions. No, here. <laughs> so here's the eternal. So we tanking for what? <laughs> so I'm. I went through all the stages of, of grief. grief of grief. <laughs> you know, first came the the like the shock. Oh, yeah. Staying there, and the anger. Then you're numb. I, I mean, no, and then number, and then then the no, but I'm right now. I'm in the bargaining. Oh. Right now I'm bargaining. It's like, okay, we, we're one in five. And there's an extra game this year. I, I got a little brunt of the anger phase. Did you get angry? I, no, but that had no, nothing to, that had nothing to do. You see why the papers crumbled. That had nothing like, to do with it, it was a little outlet for you. It, no, but but that, that had nothing we to do. That would have that, that would have happened. That would have happened if we would have won. No. If we would have won also. That you know things were thrown in my household. I mean, you know, so, anyway, just So what ha- so what happened was I'm in the bargaining because there's an extra game. We have Atlanta at home next week. We and, I th- and I'm thinking, no, and here's the thing is I'm thinking, okay, I'm saying, oh, we could beat Atlanta. Because, but hold on, Matt Ryan's a much better quarterback than, than Trevor Lawrence, and our secondary right now is garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay, even with one of the best corners in the league, hopefully we'll play next year, next week. So bargaining is like, okay, wait, we, we could, you know, go on a run here and, you know, sneak into the playoffs at, say, 10 at 7. Or eleven and six, and Possibly. and you know we're gonna lose that game in Buffalo in two weeks. That's the Halloween massacre. I'm oh, already calling it the yeah. Halloween massacre. She, she trademark Ashley's there act. Halloween, Halloween massacre. massacre. Let Buffalo it be. in Orchard Park. 
So we have we have New England again here. We have the Jets twice. Texans. We have the Texans. We Saints. have we have the Saints. I'll be there. Eh, you'll be there. Well, I don't know anymore. No, I'll be there. No, you, no come on. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's New Orleans after Christmas. You <laughs> have to go. go. You have to go. Oh, I, you know. Come Tennessee, on. we play. We play Tennessee. We we play them here. No, we play in Tennessee. Oy. Yeah, gotta see our so buddy. So those, those are like Tannehill. those are those are two possible losses. Yeah. But and the Giants. We, we play do. the Giants. We play the Giants. We're not. So I go, there is opportunities to make a run here and to clip one of these stronger but teams. But is it too late? Are, I, are guys deflated? That's, that's, that, see, that's why I said last week, after because Tampa, we knew we were going to lose. I said, well, the season starts this week, but I'll... He did you know, say that too. And then it ended. <laughs> but I'm like, but again, I'm and I know this is foolhardy of me to think, you know, hope, like you talking last week, hope is a dangerous thing. Yeah. You know, hoping in this team and this staff, because it, again, the talent is there. So when you have two out there with his, you know, with Fuller, with Devontae, with yeah. uh, there was uh, Preston Williams yeah. and Ga- and uh, uh, Gaskin. Gaskin Miles had Gaskin. a great game. Miles is great. No, not, not, not Gaskin. Um, well, no. Uh, oh, the eight, number eighty-six. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh, <laughs> I, it'll come to me. Not I, Gaskin. Not Wilson. No, no, no. Gaskin is our running back. Who are you talking about? You know, it's really sad here. Actually, tell me. You can plug and play. Uh, Play your names right here. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you, you're speaking the same exact thing about yeah. both yeah. our teams. Yeah. When okay, so this morning we woke up to the news with UM that our starting running back is out, out for the for year. The season. Yep. And you had a great re- re- return to that. Oh, yeah, Manny as announces as this as guy. Can, this two weeks in a row. Derek King's out for the season. He announces this today, and you said, "I said, can he go on the, his show and announce that he's out for the rest of the season?" Oh. <laughs> oh. You guys have some big games coming up. You have Virginia Tech coming into town, and. No, we have we have ranked and hitting on all cylinders NC State this weekend. Oh, they're 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 ready for you. I um, feel bad. I didn't prime watch time. the teams game. Prime time. No, yeah. stop the madness. Mac Collins. Mac Collins Col- had a great. Collins, Collins yeah, 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 had a great Collins. game. Yep. So someone with, asked me if I'm going to the game on Saturday. I'm like, I don't know. Do I, do I want to subject myself to you that? Guys, I'm sure that. there's like an Oktoberfest going on somewhere that you might want to rather go to. The zoo's doing something. Maybe <laughs> take the kids to the zoo so, or something. I don't know. So we're not. I, I'm not ready to 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 just say we're rebuilding and let's. Because here's the thing. You're still eagle. You, the eagles you still think the coastal's in front the of the eagles. <laughs> yeah, the eagles. <laughs> own, he's the position he is. That's why this he's is why there, this is why Chris Gear needs to be taking a test. The eagles own our pick. We had we had no business coming out of number. Th- Trading out of that number three, we could have gotten Jamar Chase. You know, here's the thing: Here, Diggs. No, There's no, so much we could have had. No, but here's uh, Waddle had a great game yesterday. He did. But here's what I see in Waddle. Tell me, Waddle is Jarvis Landry with the animation as well, too. Yeah, I can definitely Jar- see all that. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Okay, maybe a little bit better. He's younger. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying when we drafted Jarvis, but we drafted Jarvis in the second round. We did. Okay. When you draft, when you have, when you need the wide receiver, you're going to draft him in the top 10. You need, you saw CD Lamb uh, against, pay the, that would have been, that would have been awful for New England to beat Dallas, you know, yesterday. You were going for Dallas, right? Of course. Okay. I, 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 I didn't like, sure. I, like, I, I felt dirty for doing that's, it. That's all he needed. I was like, it was for New dude. England. New yeah. England, the Jets were off yesterday. We don't have a bye week till the 12th of December. Yeah, it's, it's That's a awful. And we don't have a bye week this week. We're coming back from London. So these guys probably won't see each other till Wednesday. Yeah. You know, get over the jet lag and all that. So when you draft a receiver in the top 10, yep. it needs to be a CD Lamb. It needs to be a Calvin Johnson, a Megatron, a, a yeah. you know, one of these 
big, you know, big receivers. It needs to be a, a DeAndre Hopkins. It needs to be a Julio Jones. Okay, and maybe Jalen Waddle will turn into a, a Julio. We hope. I would love. But that. you look at you know Chase in Cincinnati and what he's doing. Obviously, he's playing with his college quarterback. Yeah. But you could have taken Chase at number three. We could have taken so many. And you didn't have to give the Eagles our pick. I know we traded up again and got San Francisco's pick. Yeah. But San Francisco is going to end up with a better record than us. So we'll be back. And yes, we have an extra first-round pick in 2023. But I said at the time, hope we're not rebuilding in 2023. We should be going you know, going for a Super Bowl in 2023. Every year it says rebuilding. All we hear is rebuilding or tanking. Rebuilding 20 or years tanking. of this. Hashtag rebuilding. Hashtag years. tanking. We have lost a generation yeah. who does not know the Dolphins. Yeah. But do know, here we go. The Miami Heat. Amen. Thursday, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Thursday. Milwaukee. Let's go. Bring them in. We want. Let's I want go. Giannis. I want the champs. I want them here. Are you I gonna want... go? No, I can't go. I'm sure Thursday. we can find tickets. <laughs> no, no, no I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I, 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 I'm fine. I have, no, I'm, I have to work on Thursday. <laughs> My associates out, but you know. We, I, I can't wait for this. Heat. I, let's bring it to the positive. I can't wait for this to start. Tyler Hero. Okay. Let's, this kid is. I didn't mention oh. she did. She had, he had a Tyler's great, your guy. Max is my guy. Max no, Drews. Duncan guy. Robinson's my guy. <laughs> Shuchi's guy. <laughs> it's, you know, one of our, bam, she, bam. she's in our choir. But no, Tyler's great right, and Jimmy. And let's see the Kyle, Kyle Lowry experience, what that does to I us. I don't, I don't. Uh, you don't, you know, you're not. The Depot thing, Kyle Lowry, that, that's all just whatever until they actually perform here. No, I agree. So I don't. I mean, I don't think the Heat will will bring in. And we have to mention the two and Florida Panthers. Yeah, looking oh, good. They look yeah. great. Been Overtime good. win on Rangers, Thursday in the opening, Islanders? and the Islanders. Yeah, we, Islanders. We, the Islanders on Saturday up killed them. Killed them. I mean, and they look very good. And we can put the nail in the coffin on Inter Miami. They're done. Yeah. You know, Such a sad, sad. You know, we were oh, all so awful. excited to bring oh. soccer down to Miami. I, I mean, I played soccer Is this for soccer? twelve years, and I was so excited to bring it here. And you know, we got all everyone got the jerseys. That was one of the first ones. Folks, and, if and you want to be uplifted by soccer, watch Ted Lasso because it breaks <laughs> your heart so many times. So, can we talk about the Red Sox? Yeah, but, oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Inter, Inter was was on a little run there. They were. They were. Have you been to the stadium? No, not yet. Not yeah, yet. I didn't. But the, the wheels no, just I'm fell waiting off for them there. The, build the one here. Come down to Doral. So let's. You know, she didn't mention, and we have to give her props because I said it last week, and I made. made I said it last, and it shocked her. But I picked the Red Sox. He goes, "Did you hear what Father said?" I said, "What are you talking about?" Father said, "He goes, listen, listen, it's during lunch." And he put it on. And I said, play it again. Play it again. You said the holy words to me, Father. You said, repeat it for the listeners. You no, said. I, you're going to make them say it again. Picked, One more time for the people in the I, back. I picked the Red Sox to win the World Series. But why did you pick the Red Sox, Father? Because they're hot. Absolutely. But what you know, but hot? you, but I you, hear the names. No, no, because is it JD? But, here, but here's Raphael, the thing. Kiki Hernandez. No, I, mean, I love Kike. him. Oh my gosh, Kike's playing great. Oh man, you know, uh, JD's playing. I mean, Aguero pitches tonight. Aguero. But you know who's also hot? Alex Gordon. Braze. Oh, Friedman, I'm over. And they don't no, Friedman. Friedman's not playing. Well. He had started the series of six strikeouts. And here's the thing: Acuna's not even back. No, Acuna's not till next year. I cursed him though. Why did you curse him? So we we have we, Jorge and I have a problem with Acuna. So with the Marlins, because we hit, you know, he he gets hit by the pitch all the time. He because steps into he, it. He, he could, we can't pitch him inside. We can't pitch him inside he for the can't. next 20, ten years. So because of that, I, I I cursed the guy, and you know, after that day, I cursed him. He ended up being injured for the season. I was there the day he got hurt. Catholic Church is not condone cursing. No. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was there the day he got hurt. And you were there. That's I right. Was there. Were I, you? I won't share my uh, reaction. 
oh, in wow. real time. Your, your reaction initially was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, poor baby. And then it's like, oh, this is serious. It was serious. And it is. Could you imagine if he was playing? And, and <laughs> listen, and I like seeing young Juan Soto, Acuna, yep. you know, uh, Shoya Tani. I oh, like seeing yeah. young talent perform in the postseason when yeah. it's not my team. But uh, you have on the Red Sox young talent that, you know, Xander Bogart, you know, and all these guys, Kike, you know, young, good young talent. But right now, it looks like the Red Sox and Braves on a collision course because I yeah. went. To, here's the thing: I was so exhausted. Usually, I don't go to sleep until the Sunday night game is over. And if there was a base, and especially the postseason, I always say I don't sleep in October because yeah. these games end so late. So true. And I felt I was I fell asleep. So this morning, when I saw, uh, so when I saw when I went to sleep, the 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 Dodgers are up too, and I'm like, oh, the Dodgers are going back to Chavez yeah, Ravine, one one, and then. Uh yeah, let's not get into how the why the Red Sox trade that worst uh. trade since you took you sold since you sold the Bambino something happened with yeah, the computer there. That. No, we're good. Okay, just we're ha- the I internet. Know. The internet's back. The, the internet's <laughs> back. back. Yeah, the internet's been down in the office, and I'm like, we could record, but you know, we're worried about when we could post this. So now we could probably post it in a timely no. fashion. So you have a great young team now. The, the Braves and the Dodgers. You know the it's Braves stole that one on for, on on Saturday and yesterday. You know you had Scherzer starting, and Scherzer did start that game, right? Scherzer, you yeah. st- you started watching that game. I didn't watch the beginning of that game because I was in math. But yeah, you have your possible Cy Young guy mm-hmm. winner this year yep. starting, and you're like, this is the game you have to win and go back to your home home stadium one one. But it's two zero now. Houston, Altuve, Correa. I mean, they uh, have a good team. We, we don't. We, I'm Jorge, how do we feel that. about Houston, Jorge? Cheaters. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Of course, uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking for the garbage can. Yeah, no, we don't so have we don't have a garbage can here. We're in Fenway for the next three games, and we play hot in Fenway. So <laughs> no, you've been playing. You could you could take you could take the series in Fenway. I'm ready for it. No, no, it's not. Is it? No, it's it's, it's two three. It's yeah, a two three two. two, two in, yeah. It's a two three two in baseball. Three in Fenway. Yep. Yeah, so it's we a two three two in, Fenway, in baseball. Uh, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. So yeah. So technically, this can be done you on could, Wednesday. You could clinch the pennant by Wednesday. Amazing birthday. Birthday this week. Birthday this week. So you know what would be an even better birthday present. The Sox. Dolphins win on Sunday. You know, that would be great. I'm not holding my breath on that <laughs> I'm not. You know, and that's the thing about being a Dolphins and a Red Sox fan right now because if it wasn't for the Red Sox, how do you function? Like, I, I have so much glory because the Red Sox but are doing you so You were too well. young, but before 2004, how could you be a Red Sox? You know, it was yeah. like, you know, that I was I came like, on at the right time. I came on. <laughs> Just like everybody else Poppy, in Big Poppy, Manny Nation. Ramirez, Kevin Uchilis stole my heart at a young age. Mm-hmm. But no, I really, you know, I'm biased, but the Red Sox... The two grand slams, and that never happened before. The game that, that I was, went to, game two, cool. we have hot bats this year. No, and those two, those game, those two game, two grand slams. And you should have, and you started off game one hot also. Yeah. You know, it was what three? Well, no, it was two nothing or three nothing, something like that. But yeah, it came around. So the baseball playoffs. Edward uh, excuse me, baseball postseason. I don't, post-season. Like using, I don't like using the word playoffs for the. For no the, postseason. Postseason. October postseason. And they're it's they're so doing, confusing. No, no, no. But it's, it's spring been training, the... but not preseason. But then it's postseason. But everyone else has playoffs. No, because it's all, it used to be. Remember, it used to be just the yeah, two teams that won each league yeah. be in the standings, like in soccer, go and play the World Series, and then we added the championship series, and then the division series, and now the yeah. wild card. And anyways, so a lot of things in the sports world going on, a lot of things in the parish going on. We started the synod, so let us uh, finish the podcast today by praying the prayer that we prayed at the end of mass yesterday, which was the prayer for the synod. We stand before you, Holy Spirit, as we gather together in your name with you alone to guide us. Make yourself at home in our hearts. Teach us the way we must go and how we are to pursue it. 
weak and sinful, and do not, do not let us promote disorder. Do not let ignorance lead us down the wrong path, not, nor partiality influence our actions. Let us find in you our unity, so we may journey together to eternal life, and not stray from the way of truth and what is right. All this we ask of you, who are at work in every place and time, in the communion of the Father and the Son, forever and ever. Amen, and may Almighty amen. God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.